This is CliffCentral.com. Is this thing on? You're listening to The Bounce Show. It's live. Well, not this bit, but it's live on CliveCentral.com. Um, it's Cliff Central, Blatt. <clears throat> Sorry, scrap that, delete it. CliffCentral.com. All right, all right. The bunch show mid-September. We're getting through this month nice and quickly. And it is very much the warm season here in South Africa. So that's cricket season. And it's got off to a great start already. Now, I normally have guests that are kind of like me, people who just obviously throw opinion out on the internet and we have various discussion points. But today we've got a, something slightly different. We've got Nkosi Nati Maklangu is coming in. Uh, he is the CSI manager of Momentum. Now, Momentum do great things in cricket here locally. So we just had the Momentum Ikasi Challenge. And uh, he's very much a man who not only supports this, but he's behind it. He's behind what it, what it represents. And, of course, the great opportunities that come with it. And a player that is just prominently featured in the um, Ikasi Challenge as well will be with us. So going to be a great cricket show, start to finish. Really, really cool insights. And, again, like I'm a firm believer that we should be doing what we can to not only de- promote development in all our sport in SA, but also get behind the people who are making a difference because we often become quite cynical and always believe there's not a lot going on, but there's good people in this country doing great things. And we always know in this, there's great cricketing talent, there's great rugby talent, there's great everything talent in this country. All we need to do is find out how we're going to package it. So before we get into that, the big interview today, and to catch up on actually what happened in yesterday's Momentum Ikasi Challenge, the interesting week of sports... Now, if you don't listen to the Gareth Cliff Show here on Cliff Central, well, you miss out daily because that's my daily podcast. Every morning, 6.30, I bring you up to speed on what's going on. But it's been a huge, huge week in football so far, mostly because the Champions League is back on. Now, the thing about the Champions League is, of course, all the best teams are involved. Uh, Arsenal fans, I'm sorry, that doesn't include us because that's not going to happen this year. The Europa League is what Arsenal fans have to look forward to. So all those jokes can now return where normally Liverpool fans or Man United fans cop the brunt of it. Now you just place hold Arsenal fans. I saw a great tweet yesterday that said, if a guy wants to take you out on a date on either a Tuesday or a Wednesday, he's not being romantic. He's just an Arsenal fan. So this thing with these jokes, you can't ever fight them or get away from them. But just touch on rugby. Of course, rugby championship this weekend will be the All Blacks versus the Springboks. And one of the world's great rugby rivalries, unfortunately, has become a little bit one-sided, a little bit watered down of late. And last year in particular, cheapest, the All Blacks absolutely hammered the Springboks away, home. No matter where they would have played them last year, it would have ended in tears for the green and gold. I was at that match in Durban, and it was one of the saddest live performances I've ever seen. In every single way, shape, or form, it was just dreadful. So that takes place Saturday, 9.35, and the box, well, they made a couple of changes. Uh, Ruandrea comes in at, because Kuni Ustazen broke his arm, so he'll be in the tight tip position, and then Mostert returns to the lock pairing with Ibanezza Beth, and Peter Setatori goes back to the bench. So Mostert was being managed last week, so you know, obviously heavy workload with playing for the Lions. 
So last week was just deemed the game that he was going to sit out. So it'll be interesting to see how the box basically uh, developed this season because this is the first time they've really shown that they want to manage their players, take a much more hands-on kind of role with, towards their conditioning and sort of longevity as far as they'll keep performing throughout the season. Whereas in the past, it's kind of like, well, let's just play and if they break, they break which is not a great way of looking at things, especially in contact sports. We've seen the All Blacks being the pioneers in this in this uh, facet of, of play and management. And, of course, they are just the leaders in in world rugby. So that will be this weekend's huge attractions. Uh, Australia will play Argentina in the rugby championship after that match. It will be sort of midday, 11.35 to 12. In uh, other rugby news, the Cheetahs and the Kings, they're having a very tough time of things in the Pro 14 right now. But they both get to have home games. Now, the Cheetahs in particular have quite a relatively easy game. They're playing against the Zebri, which is the Italian team that is pretty much going to finish bottom of the, the table here. And the Kings, they'll take on Leinster. Now, they've, this, this whole tournament is about playing really, really tough opposition for the Kings and the Cheetahs because it's like Ireland's teams. So they're playing against really, really good teams. Scottish teams, obviously there's the Welsh teams as well and this Italian side, but the Leinster and Munster and these Irish teams, they're really, really good. So the Kings, at least they're at home, but still the opposition does not get any, any softer. In football, well, there's Champions League, so all the big teams won really, uh, except for Juventus because they were playing Barcelona. Barcelona put three past them. Massive result for them. Big win for PSG against Celtic. Uh, Man City absolutely blew away. Feyenoord. Man United also had a good win. They played against Basel. And then Real Madrid, they beat Apul. Um, so yeah, all the big teams have had big results. Uh, Bayern Munich also winning. So, uh, the PSL, now, the PSL obviously is, it has an interesting start every single year because they play a couple of games where there's international breaks and there's cup breaks. So it, it takes a while for it to get going. Now we all know the defending champions are Vitz, but now Vitz have had a rocky start. They're out of the MTN Cup. They got beaten by Cape Town City. They got beaten by Cape Town City in the league already. And, uh, well, over the weekend, Monib Josephs had a really sort of impassioned, I wouldn't say it was a, it was a breakdown. Far from it. The man is composed and he's a man of his word. But you could just see he was really frustrated about how things are going with his team right now. And, um, you know, you don't see this at all in sport nowadays when players have just had enough. They'll, they'll just go through the cliches and they'll just say what they need to say until, like, the, the reporter basically says, well, thanks so much for chatting. But I'm going to play this, this clip of Maneev Josephs because it is something so different and it also kind of, well, describes the plight of this team right now. Last night, Vitz played against Golden Arrows in the league, and they lost again, 3-1. So here's Manib Josephs after the loss of the weekend, which is in the MTN8 to Cape Town City. Oh, sorry, it's aux cable again. Oh, I seem jinxed. I seem absolutely jinxed. Every time I want to start the show, this aux cable does these things. Bless, I know you're laughing in the background because you think it's me. It's really not me. Bear with me a second while I have a technical meltdown. Yeah, this is going to work better. Hunger and the desire to want to, to, to wanna win games. I just want to think we're going to win games with the players we have. We need to put it on the field as well. Is that why you guys came out so early from the change room at halftime? Yeah, that's why we came out because there was a little bit of motivation talk inside. You know, Gavin get us work, got us worked up. And we came out and same thing again. No hunger and desire. It just went away. It's, it's no use. We... We as players speak about it that we want to go and do this and we come out on the few minutes then there's nothing there, you know. We need to convert it into action and, and, and put it on the field because that's where it comes for us as players. I mean, I can see the tears. It's, a, it's an emotional time for you, Manib. 
how do you transfer this desire that you're showing now to the rest of the players who are supposed to be defending this trophy and defending the league championship? I'm not, I'm not disappointed that we got knocked out. That, no, that's not it, Mr. Marawa. I'm just disappointed the way we go about it, that lack of passion. That's what this game is about. This game has been great for many of us. A lot of us have... Oh, oh, like our standard eight, standard nine certificates. We had driving nice cars. We got beautiful. Honor. This game has been wonderful for us. So why not give back to this game by putting in week in, week out? And we're lacking that. We're just lacking that. And that is where the disappointment comes for me. You know? I mean, we've won the league. So I think we should be more hungry, but we're not there. We're not that hungry. We're not that passionate anymore. And to get that back, I'm sure Gavin will get it right, but we need to do something. We need to do something. So don't, don't get me wrong. I don't care about going out not playing in a final. You know, Cape Town City deserved it more. I'm just more disappointed in us as players, the way we go about in our games, you know, even when we won or down. The fight to get back. You know, last season, you you can't just come here and try and win. You can't just come here and win a game. We're going to hustle you in a buster because we know what it is. We wanted to win games. You know, there was a goal at the end. Now it seems like we've reached that goal and we've had enough. And that's, that's the heartbreaking part. That's the heartbreaking part. Monique, thank you for your honesty. Some, well, there's honesty and there's honesty. I mean, there he is saying, guys with Santa 8 or Santa 9 certificates, football's given us so much. We're driving nice cars. We're living in big houses. Yeah. So it's like, they were so good fits last year. They were the underdog team. They were the guys that weren't expected to do anything. Well, they were always going to be maybe like a top four team, but they weren't going to be the guys who were then going to like, you know, usurp the sundowns or really keep the other teams at bay. Now, well, it's a bit of a soft start to the season all around. But Pirates had a good win. Chiefs had a good win yesterday. They beat Cape Town City in, in Cape Town. So, well, storylines, subplots, and all kinds of the rest. In golf this weekend, the FedEx Cup is back in action. So it'll be the BMW Champs at Conway Farms. Huge tournament that we're now down to... um top 70 golfers on the PGA Tour which then gets whittled down to the top 30 for the Tour Championships will be that next week and the week after that is the President's Cup so guns blazing on the golf front right now Jason Day has gone the Roy McIlroy McElroy, uh, route and he's got rid of his long term caddy now, the guy who caddied for Jason Day to this point was basically the guy that picked him up out of the gutter. Jason Day was a 15-year-old drunk back in the day in Australia. He really didn't deal well with the loss of his dad. And this guy became a huge father figure to him and has been everything. He's been his coach, his mentor, his caddy. And after all this time, I think 29 years um, – no, so about 29 years. Jason Day is 29 years old. They've been together as a unit for about 15 years now. So Day wants something fresh on the bag, but this caddy will still remain his coach. So there's no rift. There's no rivalry. There's no bad blood. He just wants a change in the dynamics of his team. In the Grand Prix, it'll be the Singapore Grand Prix this weekend, which is always hugely exciting because it's a street race. And that's pretty much all you got to look forward to. From the cricket side, the World Eleven are currently playing Pakistan. It is 1-1. Thrilling encounter yesterday. So they played the two matches back-to-back. Uh, first time the cricket's been, or big-time international cricket's been in Pakistan for quite some time. We all know the tragic story of a Sri Lankan team bus being shot up uh, by some crazed gunmen there back in 2009. So none of the big teams want to go back for obvious reasons, security concerns. But this week, the ICC have also said they're putting their weight behind bringing international cricket back to Pakistan. It's all moving in the right direction. You know, last week we spoke to Dennis Friedman, who's on his way there, to kind of find out what the lay of the land is there. So it's all looking pretty good. Two good successful matches so far in Lahore. And uh, it's one apiece. The World Eleven are currently they had a good win last uh, last night, and then Pakistan won the first one. So Friday tomorrow, that is the decider. But 
Let's get on to the interview section of the show today because yesterday was the Ikasi Challenge, the Momentum Ikasi Challenge in Hamanskral. Now, if you don't know what the Ikasi Challenge is, now you're not going to see a huge amount of press around this as you would say around IPL, um, around maybe the Sunfall Series, the Momentum One Day Cup, of course, is existing um, entity in in, this, in SA cricket, or of course you know we've had the Ram Slam. Now we're going into the World's T20 League, which we spoke about recently. So there's a lot of stuff that's happened locally in cricket. The Akasi Challenge is what my whenever I hear that I always think start of the cricket season. So I've got two gents sitting across from me right now. Uh, Mike two and three. Sorry, guys. I know I come across being professional, but <laughs> I mess up the basics from time to time. And causing that team Klangu, CSI manager of Momentum. Now, this is a man who comes from an IT background as a desktop support specialist, but you hold a media studies and journalism qualification together with a certificate in the UNISA management development program in Triple BEE. Um, Kosinati, you are, are you a cricket man essentially from the start? Yeah, uh, a very big cricket man, and I think uh, being with Momentum was also a uh, cherry on top. Okay, we'll get into your career and things you hold dear. We've also got Alfred uh, Matoa, if I pronounced that correctly. Yeah. Alfred. Now, Alfred was one of the stars yesterday in the Momentum Ikasi Challenge. Now, uh, Alfred, you have a pretty handy average, 20, 26 first-class matches, an average of 21.18. So you know what to do with the ball. And yesterday was, well, we'll get into what it went for your entire career. So these two gents are not only going to educate us about what's been happening around the fringes of this, this tournament. Uh, kind of just give us an, uh, kind of an idea of why it's important, why a company as big as Momentum has put their, their sizable weight behind it, and what it means to players who maybe haven't got the opportunities in the bigger tournaments just yet. So that's my understanding. Um, let's start with that. Now, the Ikasi Challenge is something that's been going for, what, five years now? It's five years now, yes. So it's been about the Highfield Strikers, Highfield Lions, sorry, yeah. taking on, <laughs> sorry, there's so many different names. I, I get bombarded all the French stuff. So it's been about the Lions and the Titans going toe-to-toe, and the Lions have been all dominant. Oh, yeah. So they've won the last four. Yeah, they've been, yesterday. Do- they've been dominating for, for the past four years, but yesterday, uh, it was a, a different ball game altogether. And the multiply titans, uh, they got their first, uh, Egasi victory. Okay. So yeah. that's what I like about this. First of all, there's a great derby kind of, uh, tournament going on here. There's two big teams, massive rivalry, because I feel in cricket, we've, we've lost so much identity towards the big rivalries. You know, look at rugby. You've got the, the you know, the north south derbies. You've got yes. the cheetahs, the sharks, all these teams. They've always got something. So that's a really cool thing. What started the need for this tournament in your in your mind, seeing as you are so involved from the brand side of things? Yeah, uh, thanks thanks so much, Ben. I think from momentum side of the business, I mean, we're all about uh, communities and it's all part of the financial wellness journey that we have embarked on for the past uh, couple of years. And with the partnerships that we have formed in the cricketing fraternity, we saw a big need for us to start engaging with communities in terms of bringing the game closer to the people and that will also help in developing a, a, a pipeline uh, for the youngsters to come through, access the game, and I think most importantly to, to see their heroes right in the township playing top quality cricket. For sure. Like something I've always noticed, obviously from growing up in Cape Town, my younger days, there will be a lot of clinics that go to township areas, but that would kind of be it. So it'll be maybe a few hours here or there, not, not a whole bunch more. Mm. With something like this, do you believe that it's a great springboard to say, okay, right, this is a rival we've got Titans, uh, Lions. Is this something that has the potential to go around the country so that the Akasi Challenge is going to start with, say, one match, but maybe it could be a series of events that we could take around? 
Yeah, I think, I mean, growth is one thing that we cannot shy away from. And uh, it's been a good five years thus far. And I think as we proceed along the journey, we will be finding many ways to, to keep it fresh and maybe try to see how we can spread it across the townships in South Africa. But uh, the Multiply Titans and the Bees Hub Highford Alliance have been phenomenal in the past five years. So, I mean, we're very grateful of that partnership. And I think uh, the legacy that Ekasi uh, brings to the community, I mean, it's, uh, it's something that you can go back to the very same facility and see kids engaging in cricket, school cricket, development cricket. So I think it's something that we we, we will be looking at growing uh, as we move along. So, Alfred, we'll get to you in a second. We should get the real nitty-gritty of this before you can talk yeah. about the match. <laughs> so as far as facilities, now, whenever I see developments, um, conversations come up, it's always about the fact that it's not a lack of want, it's a lack of facilities, lack of actually getting kids together and getting to play. Now, as far as identifying where these matches take place, yesterday was in Hamans Kral. Is this something that you guys are actively putting back? So, you know, obviously to have a first class match, it needs to have a certain standard. Is this another sort of benefit to the communities that the Momentum McCarthy Challenge is uplifting? resources in these areas? Yeah, most definitely. It goes beyond the infrastructure. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking of the local businesses that will also have uh, the opportunity to, you know, to sell to a completely new audience. That's and, a good point. And uh, the raw talent that is being uh, identified in those uh, areas. I mean, uh, when we had the coaching clinics, uh, Alfred will uh, will uh, attest to that. There was a young boy that uh, that has never bowled a cricket ball in his life. And he bowled his first ball and the guys were in awe because they could see the raw talent, talent that just needs to be polished and, you know, guided in the right direction. Then we might have another cricketer in the uh, couple of years to come. So, Alfred, growing up from your perspective, what was your sort of first exposure to cricket and, and what really wanted you to get into the game? Um, growing up in the in, 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 in Almond Scroll locally... Um, I used to play football actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> at the age of 13, that uh, I started playing cricket. My brother made a local under 13 team, um, so uh, I just left soccer and then I played. I played cricket from there on, and then I pushed on. But I only started playing club cricket for Hamans Cricket Club when I was 15 years old. So I don't even know what was a grass wicket. I played yeah. on a on a on a cement uh, wicket, which is bumpy, you know, not realistic. So uh, that was that was a that was the thing. So you weren't really exposed. I mean, back then there was no Ikasi challenge, for instance. There wasn't something that's going to come and really kind of inspire you. Mm-hmm. So you're someone who's obviously driven. There was ability involved, but for your average guy, where there is no exposure, you know, I always believe that's where we're losing talent. Yeah. We'll always have a handful of alphas that come through who's got sheer drive and determination towards this. But in order for us to really try to transform the sport, it's a sheer numbers game. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think that this challenge is now coming in. Is that something that you feel that participation in the areas that you've come into contact with has definitely increased? Yeah, it has uh, significantly increased. I mean, uh, we had about 10 schools that we hosted yesterday. Right. And out of those 10 schools, six of them uh, will start playing uh, school cricket, uh, mini cricket. And I think it will help grow the sport and uh, get more uh, young uh, talented cricketers uh, through the pipeline and it's all about getting the basics right at the end of the day and For making sure. sure that they you know they do the right things they get into the right habits and uh, yeah they just follow the footsteps of uh, alfred and the rest of the team so when you say you're hosting schools okay so you're identifying schools in the area which is obviously a great start because this this challenge is about communities you say not only does it tie in with your brand from yeah. momentum it ties in this is how you say you make sport you, you've got to be a part of a community. So when you say you host them, is there a, is there a clinic where the players from both sides then inter- interact with the kids? Is this what is a precursor to the match? Yes, uh, the day before the match, actually, we had the 
Bizhub uh, half at Lions players and the multiplied uh, Titans players coming to conduct coaching clinics. And this also involves uh, the coaches from both sides as well. And we had over 80 kids coming through to get the betting, the bowling and a bit of life skills as well. So that they can also, you know, have a chance to have a chat, you know, about life in general. But uh, it was a, a successful day all around because, I mean, with the schools, uh, we're very much grateful of the support that we're getting from the basic department of education uh, in also making sure that uh, sports become part and parcel of what's happening in the school environment. Yeah, I see that there's a couple of things that I always find very difficult. So there's stuff that you can manage. So this challenge, fantastic, getting kids involved, giving them an idea of where cricket can go. It's one thing about just saying, look, you can play a match and it's fun. We have a great day out. There's another thing instilling a belief like, you know what, this is a career. This is how you can really make something of your life. And I think this is something that maybe is a lot more difficult to kind of throw out there to the kids. Where do you feel the system almost fails young talent going through the system? I know that's quite a difficult question. It's just a question I don't have an answer for, and I've failed to find one from various people in your position. So take, for instance, you got Alfred has come through. He was a young guy. And again, I would say it's got to do with drive and determination will help. But where are the stumbling blocks as far as, okay, so now his school does offer a sport. He can make the club side in his area. Where are the stumbling blocks from there that make it a little bit more difficult to say someone who goes to uh, St. Scythians or St. John's or Cares or whatever, where they know that their school system obviously allows them to make a much easier progression to those ranks. True. I think it all begins with access. And uh, what I like about this is we learn as we go. And there isn't a perfect formula to this, but uh, it's, it's all about access to facilities. And I think working closely with the club structures, the hubs, it also helps in terms of bringing about the understanding of the game to say uh, there is a sustainable livelihood along the way, but this is where it all begins. Because uh, hence we having cricket and education uh, running parallel. It's because not every kid would become a pro tier player at the end of the day. But we want to build a holistic individual whereby they can also be uh, contributing positively to to the community and be econ- uh, economically active in one way or the other. So sport becomes that catalyst that brings about that change. And uh, I think it's one way of looking at how we can transform lives through cricket because that's one sport that was not really uh, popular in the community that we're bringing Ekasi Challenge to. Right. So uh, I think with this exposure and also telling more of the stories of uh, Alfred and the other guys that walked the, the, the path, it will also give others uh, that aspiration to say, I also want to walk the path. I also want to be that guy that came from nowhere to, to, to become uh, a person on that big stage. Exactly. So Alfred, like, what does it feel like going back to, say, yesterday when you, know, you grew up in the area and you know, becoming a professional cricketer and, you know, to be coached by a guy like Mark Boucher or to stand next to the likes of all the best talents in this area right now, to be able to take it back to your home, to home, your, your, your town essentially yesterday, like that must have felt extra special. It wasn't just about doing something you love. It's about being somewhere you love. And then that moment must have been hugely special for you. Overwhelming. Um, going back home, you know, seeing the kids um, coming in and, and their families around, you know, um, people screaming my name, Alfred Shimani, that's my other name. <laughs> people dancing, you know, enjoying themselves. And, and they kind of like lift me up a bit. And I was nervous and, and, and excited at the same time. But uh, um, they kind of helped me out in, in that. So uh, it, was, it was actually, it was lovely. Um, parents were there. Um, my daughter was there. You know, it is, it is, it is lovely. It was happy. Now, f- from your side, of course, breaking into a team like the Titans isn't exactly an easy thing. 
and there's just talent of plenty. This isn't just like, well, we'll get the best of Pretoria. I mean, people from around the country play in these top sides, and the Titans have a legacy of success. They're probably one of the most most um, successful domestic franchises when you look at all forms of the game. Mark Boucher's now in charge of the coach. You've got real stars, and that's always been the, the way there. What, what do you reckon has been like the most important kind of um, catalyst for you getting to where you are now? You know, obviously, like you said, you grew up, you're playing for your club at the age of 15. There's obviously been hugely difficult times to get to this point. What were some of the positives that you can really find through, through your journey so far? Um, obviously, I knew that uh, making it into the Titan setup will be, will be a bit tougher, and I needed to work hard. You know, um, not playing school cricket and not being recognized by other coaches, you know. Um, I had to I had to leave um, to go to Limpopo and, and try and make a side that side, um, to make a name for myself. And, you know, and then I came back to the side and, 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 and I worked hard and I said, listen, I, I want to play for the Titans. And I always wanted to play for the Titans. But uh, as the Titans, you know, I name it the best franchise in, in the world. <laughs> Um, well, we're talent. about to see that now with the T20 league as well. <laughs> yeah. some more global experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, coming into the team, a lot of experience. A lot of the guys are playing international cricket now. You know, a lot of the guys are getting collapsed. So it's it's tough to get into a team and, um, with hard work and, and and motivation from from coaches. You know, it's the coaching stuff has been brilliant as well. So McBarcher being coach and he played you know cricket for long, international cricket for long. So it's it's really good. Being Chris Morris and 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 I'll be more cool into the team. Dean Algers, you know, that's it's really good. It's really good to have in the team. So you, you touched on something that's quite interesting there. I think again, we don't pick this up in the media. Is that when you don't go to one of the big schools, you mm. you know, when you go into these trial matches or you're playing for regional sides, you become identified from an early age. I remember from school. The A team was very similar from year to year, and this doesn't necessarily mean it's the best team in your school. It's just that these guys have been known; coaches mm. know of them. They're in the right places, the right times. Like it's the same in business. Sometimes you have this sort of you're the right sort for something. When you're on the outside looking in, it must be so so difficult. Is it like you know? Because now not only do you have to be good at cricket, you've got to kind of stand out. You've got to be noticeable, and that in itself, as a young kid, you know, is that something you can be taught? You know, like. For someone who's going to be, say, 14 coming up now, what what kind of advice could you dispense in that respect as far as standing out and being someone that people just can't help but notice? I mean, uh, if you're struggling to make a side in, in a provincial levels, you know, um, like I did, I struggled to make um, under-17s, you know, under-19s, um, but uh, I, didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't stop trying. Um, I worked hard at club cricket side. I played for um, their first team when I was in the Premier League and um, we got dropped, played a lot of promotion league and, and when I was done with school, um, I was supposed to go to a Coke Week and because I was out of school, so I couldn't I couldn't go. And then uh, I played a few um, three-day games, friendlies, and it, it was lovely. And I actually got a bit of a taste and, and I said, well, this is actually where I want to be and if I work hard enough, um, I might get something in, in the next two, three years. Um, so yeah, and then uh, 20, 2013, that's, that's when I made my, my amateur debut. Um, uh, my Charlton was the coach of the team, and then I played three years for them, and it was, it was lovely. Just uh, just keep working. I mean, you'll never know. You never know. 
But it's almost like, do you find that when you get older, you understand what hard work really is? Because it's one of those things, like a bit of a cliche. Everyone knows they've got to work hard. Mm. But for some people, they believe it's just kind of being there. How is it from your amateur days to now? How has such work hard changed for you? I mean, uh, coming from Harmon Scroll and um, with the hard work that I've been doing, I just said to myself, listen, I want to play for the Titans. I don't want to go back home and because and, and, my brother... It is, it is actually my, my brother's team, my brother's dream to, to play for the Titans. And, and then I said to him, listen, I'm going to make you proud one day. And, uh, I remember my words. And, and, um, when I got my Titans contract, it was, it was, he was the first guy I actually wanted to, to, to talk to and say, listen, I got a Titans contract. But my f- whole family was there. So I kind of like told everybody that, listen, I'm at the side. So, uh, it's, it's, it's a good thing for, for youngsters to, to, to keep pushing and keep dreaming, you know, um, me playing in Hammond Scroll, um, going back home, and I saw a lot of the boys that I, I was coaching there, and then quite happy to see me. So um, from now on, they'll definitely work more harder. You know, to say, and I believe, and, and the system works, and I wanna, I wanna move on with this. So yeah. But also knowing that the system does work, so the fact that the momentum Kasi challenge is coming out to these places, that just gives you a like, glimmer of hope. Like it's not just about a pipe dream here. There's a system in place. Uh, of course, Nati, you know more than anybody that um, sponsoring sport isn't just about putting money up anymore. The CSI factor is a huge deal, and you can't just – I mean, I know historically a lot of companies, if the CEO likes a certain sport, they'll sponsor it. Tax write-off, <laughs> happy days. But now the CSI factor is a huge deal, and it kind of defines what a brand does. And sometimes a brand – a sponsorship opportunity can kind of have a negative effect because it's not being properly done. Now, you're someone who is so hands-on. What is it about going forward now? Some of the sort of like um, aims and ambitions and momentum to take this further. You guys have made a great start with this challenge. No doubt about it. Five years. Anything that could last for five years has staying power. True. Central has been going for three. We're working hard to get to five. What are the sort of what are the sort of things that you want to kind of keep adding and evolving to something as as an initiative like this? Yeah. Uh, th- thanks, Ben. I think uh, with this one, it's all about. Uh, strategy alignment and from the momentum side of things uh, we don't look at this as a sponsorship in a way it's more of a partnership uh, with cricket south africa and the franchise teams because uh, we're trying to have a common ground to have a, a space where we can be free to share ideas and also look in, in terms of how we can impact uh, the country how we can fully have that long lasting impact and it's all about the legacy uh, in terms of going forward what type of an, uh, an impact are we giving uh, in terms of life and also looking at our financial wellness journey as i uh, alluded on it uh, initially to say w- with sports we, we were looking at a partner that is willing to go the distance with us and i think uh, the partnership that momentum has with cricket south africa has been a magical one over the years hence the renewal of the contract uh, a couple of days ago so uh, we're looking forward to more innovative ways of impacting people through sport and also being that uh, unifying uh, uh, catalyst in, in, in a society now when you look at cricket you look at development all that kind of stuff the focus is purely on players 99 percent of the time in my in my belief and many others um, echo this is that the coaching in south african sports isn't what it could be is this something that's also worth identifying as a separate concern because you can take a player like Alfred and you can develop him. But who are the coaches coming through? It can't just be players that have maybe finished their careers. They're now 40 or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they're going to get into it. 
I think we've got to be more progressive when it comes to identifying coaches and developing skills so that there's a, there's a greater base of people who can teach and develop the players. Yeah. Is this something that you believe that could help maybe put more time and effort into? Well, I think it all, uh, it boils back to planning, uh, our, what our, uh, medium-term goals are, long-term goals are, and I think uh, it's something that uh, is part and parcel of the vision that Cricket South Africa has in terms of what type of uh, what type of brand of cricket we'd like to see South Africans playing, and what type of coaches we'd like to bring in our shows, or maybe coaches that we would like to develop. I mean, uh, case in point would be the Pisa Hub High Fed Lions coach uh, Jeff, uh, Jeffrey Toyana. He's been uh, a phenomenal coach through the years So we're, we're looking at impacting the sport In a way that we can grow our own timber And also making sure that we compete uh, At the highest level uh, Against our international uh, Counterparts as well So it's all about uh, a journey that we would like to Embark on but I think Cricket South Africa Has got a bigger bigger vision in terms of Where they would like to see South African cricket As a whole going forward from the players Perspective and the coaching uh, side of things Because you mentioned as a whole I mean Alfred as well when you growing up obviously your dream Was to play cricket like you said to your brother I'm going to do you proud and get this happening But a lot of the time I'm sure there's a stat probably like 3% of all kids who reach A certain level actually kick on and be in the seat Where you are right now how much do you think that awareness around other careers in cricket should be thrown out there as well? So coaching is one. I mean, there's people who can go on to do wonders in media who can basically be in a position like I, like I am mm-hmm. who then dedicate their lives to promoting the match. Is this as, as well something that Cricket South Africa guys in your position should be promoting as well if you are going to be involved in schools? Yeah, most definitely. Hence, education becomes a very uh, key uh, factor when it comes to cricketing activities uh, because so we're not only focusing on what's happening on the on the field of play but also making sure that we contribute to the economy and other career paths that are available through the sports of cricket. I mean, we can have... Uh, your physiotherapists uh, coming through the ranks you can have your coaches yeah so uh with, with the schools that's why it's so important for for kids to remain at school to remain in school so that we can make sure that we tap into that talent and we also expose them to opportunities uh, that can uh, enable them to further their studies apart from playing cricket so that they could also have careers that they can build uh, through uh, being involved in cricket. So it, it's a holistic approach and uh, it's not a one-size-fits-all type of an approach as well sure. because uh, each uh, case has to be looked at uh, in its own merit. So, But we're trying to make sure that each and every partner that we're pulling uh, along is the same is a partner that has the same type of a vision, and uh, we're sharing the same objectives in terms of where would we like to see South Africans, young and old, and most importantly, also, I think it speaks to bringing fans into the stadiums because it's very important to have people fully supporting cricket and coming to watch the games. So, hence, we're trying to bring it to the townships through Ekasi, and also having the same people going to the Wanderers, going to Super Sports Park as well. Yeah, exactly. They're being part of the journey. Let's get more into the sort of cricket side of things, this World International T20 thing. There's been a lot of hype. There's been a lot of speculation. There's been the bidding um, section. Alfred, from your perspective, um, what does it mean to know that there's like another avenue as far as um, international cricket is not going to be promoting towards all the franchise in this country? Do you feel that it is something that could really benefit the local players or is it because it's at a very international event? I mean, there's nothing else South Africans need to understand is that international owners, international say on things. What's your, what's your take as a player? I mean, is this something that you're excited about as an opportunity or is it more of a wait and see to see if it really does benefit local players? I'm really excited about it. I mean, there's a lot of young players coming in into the franchise level 
sides. So um, they actually them getting a chance to to play in that with international players and some of the um, national our national players, and it'll it will definitely benefit them as well. So um, I, I'm just waiting to see, but it's I'm really excited about it. I mean. Um, I know they're going to enjoy it. I mean, T20 cricket is like the IPL as well. I mean, they, you know, it's it's really amazing. You know, we're going to get crowds in and into the stadiums, and people are going to come watch. So it's it's really good to have. Now, f- from your perspective, as far as everything is a journey on these things, when I see it mm. from your where you are sitting right now in your cricket um, career, do you have like sort of short term goals as far as keep you motivated and keep you in check of where you're going? So obviously, getting into the, the the Titans team as one of the, the starting lineup, yeah. you know, it's very difficult. When you look at how much talent is around here, mm. huge amounts, fast bowlers are plenty. Mm-hmm. It's a really good place where this team is right now. What are your sort of a, like season goals that you go forward? You know, before before that, um, every before I play every game, I get a phone call from my brother, and he says, "Listen." Every game is an opportunity for you to 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 make one of the one of the formats, you know, to be a regular in those formats. But uh, I'm more of a I'm more of a long format um, kind of player, so uh, I'm really looking forward into into maybe uh, being a regular player in in the four day squad for 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 the multiply Titans. And uh, I'm not gonna lie, I need uh, a little bit of work on uh, my T20 and, and, and one day skills. And uh, I feel yesterday I do fairly fairly. Um, fairly well. Oh, so, yes, they uh, had four for forty-nine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's it is more fairly well. <laughs> it is. It is really. It is really good. I mean, uh, motivation side. I mean, going forward, um, I just want to see myself playing um, test matches one day. You know, but uh, being reasonable, um, I'm going to start off and, and playing a lot of four-day cricket for for the Titans and and and, and push on and go forward. With that. And as far as the rivalry amongst like your fellow fast bowlers in the unit, when you get to practice, like I'm not going to name names here, but yeah. there's a variety of you guys that are going to be practicing at one stage. Like, do you feed upon each other? Like, you know, if you bow into a certain uh, batsman and, you know, you're working on something like today, you're going to work on, you really want to get it on that good length outside off, maybe work on your seam movement, or today you're going to try work on your swing, or maybe it's the day where you really want to fine tune your, your shorter ball. Is it something you guys work as as a unit, or do you almost feel sometimes you guys are doing your own thing as bowlers? Mm. Now we, I mean, sometimes we 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 get to play alongside each other for you know um, in in the match, and then we need to communicate obviously as as bowlers. Um, obviously, some of the bowlers will probably miss out, you know, sit out, and 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 but we still communicate as well as as, as they help out. But uh, we all different. Um, I tell you now, all for bowlers, um, the bowlers, um, my competition, we all different. I do something different, and they do something um, different as well. From um, they give the coach and and, and the team, you know, um, X factor in in their own way. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, it's it's good. And um, obviously, within your system, you get guys who you know. Deep down, I mean, you know you're better than this guy, or you need to work hard for that guy. <laughs> is it something that you find like you, you never get? Like when you're a kid, you always want to compete against people. Like you always yeah. want to be a little better than that guy, and you always try hard. Does that does that ever die, or is it always in your heart? Well, I've always um, I thought about Philander. I want to be better than Philander. <laughs> yeah. I, I never really thought about my my teammates. You know, I do what I do, and they do theirs. So um, it's all about that. I want to go to the next level. You know. Um, being realistic again, I know things are not going to happen that quickly, but I still need to work 
and uh, this will be my first season with the Titans, full season. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, Alfred, I'm I'm very keen to see the part of your story from here. <laughs> it's just that like every kid that has gone to a school where you play sports or you grow up and you look at sports, every kid wants to be a pro, right? Every yeah. kid wants to know what it's like to have yeah. the fans cheering your name, like you mentioned. Yeah. And it's just so cool to always to hear the stories that. Obviously, the, the defining factor is lots of hard work. Nothing's ever easy. Yeah. And even, you know, you chat to, like, you, there was an interview with Ronaldo that I saw recently. And everyone looks at him. He's like the richest guy in the world when it comes to sports. Mm. Takes your shirt off a lot. He's living a good life. <laughs> but that guy has had to work harder than anyone else. And he's still, to this day, with all the money and all the accolades and all the Ballon d'Ors, that kind of stuff, he is still probably working harder than anyone in that team. Yeah. And people say he's arrogant and this and that, but you just know that there's an understanding about what greatness is. And I think we'll always keep learning that in sports and to see that this is an exciting season ahead for you. And it really is kind of cool to see where you've got to, what you've done just to get to this point. And you know it's almost like the work has just started now yeah. because there's different levels to that. Alfred, I wish you all the best and congrats yesterday with 4 for 49, very much instrumental in the Titans winning this, the Momentum Ikasi Challenge after four lean, Thanks. barren years. Because I would love to get in, get you in again for another chat. As far as I believe, cricket is probably the one sport in this country where everyone can have a proper go at. And when I say have a proper go, it's like from the fans' perspective, kids getting involved, knowing that we can be the best in the world. I don't see that in football, and I don't see that in rugby. I still think there's there's divisions as far as availability, uh, people just physically wanting to play. Some some kids don't want to play rugby. Simple as that. They don't want yeah. to play a physical sport like that. I believe cricket has that 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 perfect mix where everyone in this country can find something. And um, there's there's challenges. There's big challenges. I've had people in here talking about uh, development. I've had people talking about how the quota system is going to work domestically, where the end games are here. But whatever these questions are. When this discussion, we'll always find the answer eventually. True. So I thank you very much for your time today coming gotcha. through, and I wish you all the best. Sure. I think Momentum has a, as a brand, we don't do advertorials here, but as a, as a brand, Momentum has at least put their weight behind something because you guys believe in communities and families. That's what your business is built upon. That's right. You've seen how you're going to take it to cricket, and that's how we're going to build next generations. So if nothing else, I appreciate it. I see what you guys are doing, thank and you. I really, really appreciate it for it's going to have more players like Alfred coming through True. and the whole thing about being better than Philander <laughs> more kids dream more players put the hard work in yeah, it's going to happen definitely that's pretty much it for the show this week uh, with Gareth being away this morning I'm pretty talked out but thanks so much to our guests for joining us and cricket season has begun guys there is so much to look forward to domestically so many good teams to go and support and I'm not just talking about the, the high profile T20 stuff we've got great cricket facilities in this country to watch as fans, we are really spoiled. The weather's good. The beer is of a good price. Anywhere in the world you go to, you will not get the player-fan mix that we have in this country. So I suggest that you go and support our local stars. That's about it for the Bounce Show today, this week. Um, go on to the Bounce today. Got a whole bunch of golf stuff coming up. I've got a little trip to Bloemfontein planned where basically I'm going to be telling you what the best way of getting down to Bloom to go watch the box is, the things you need to take on if you're doing a road trip, because that kind of stuff fascinates me, as you know. Going to play out with a bit of chain smokers. If you miss anything, the podcast will be on cliffcentral.com or thebounce.co.za. Otherwise, catch me every single morning here on Cliff Central on the Gareth Cliff Show, where I'll be talking about sport on a daily basis. Thanks so much for joining me. This is cliffcentral.com.